Party started. This is Ghetto. Broadcasting live from the studios of AM570. It's on a website. This is FNA. I am a god. Now what? Why don't you get out of that jumpsuit and let me smack that fat ass? <laughs> That's a scary crew. <laughs> as far as the product goes, uh, the voice of a new generation, man. You guys are the young guys. Are really at the top of their games. The two of them had something in common. We bring you Radio Ecstasy. Oh, it's beautiful. Broadcasting live from the studios of AM570. FNA. FNA. Let it happen. This is the FNA Podcast. Welcome into the FNA Podcast on a Monday. I am not here to get my ass beat on Monday. With myself, Adam Oslin. Adam Ashwish. And Kevin Figures. It's a we don't want to get our ass kicked on Monday. Monday. I am not here to get my ass beat on Monday. Thank you, Bobby Knight. Yes, and thank you guys for listening. As always, we appreciate the support. Uh, some of you chime in on Twitter, at KFig1 and at follow Adam A. Congrats to listener EJ last week yes. winning the Spider-Man giveaway. AJ. Yeah, yeah so congratulations on that. He, Did I say EJ? Yeah, he gave us a gave us a thank you <laughs> on Twitter. So congrats we, to EJ, too, so, yeah. for not dying when he got shot. <laughs> yeah, I think EJ showed up at PMS's last remote, as a matter of fact, or he was there. You guys don't remember, he was a former intern, worked in promotions here at AM570. EJ? Always kept the party going. Yeah. Even when the part, even when it was time to shut it down, EJ just, my man, he just kept on going. Oh, he was turning up. Yeah, him, him, and our guy DJ ADM One, who I think still does some work over at the Dodger, Dodger Stadium every now and then. You know what I called those two? Vulcan <laughs> Skull. <laughs> I could have guessed they were the Vulcan Skull of AM Five Seventy. Yeah, they were always getting into some crazy shenanigans, or yeah, you know, it'd be like some weird explosion would happen in the corner. It was like, yeah, it was probably Adam and EJ. Party popper. Yeah. <laughs> It's all right. They kept they kept things loose around here. I liked it. Some smoke over there. Well, you want to get to start billowing out of the uh, out of the studio up the hall. So what the hell is going on? Is that why the fire alarm went off so right. many times? Yeah, my so, man, you stay on the board. You die there. You go down with the ship. With all keep due us res- on the air. With all due respect, my ass. <laughs> it is your ass. This is my ass. So what? So. Yes, I man, I die, but I I made sure Colin Cowherd show was on the air. Damn it! Yeah, it depends what show. I'm, I'm really? not dying for Cowherd. <laughs> <laughs> who are you? Who are you dying for, Adam? That's what I'm interested in. The building is on fire, and the ad, the station has to stay on the air. Who are you staying in the building? Uh, for? The FNA podcast. Yeah. FNA. Maybe Petros and Money, depending on what mood Petros was in that day. They ain't if even he was staying. nice to me. <laughs> Then maybe I'll stay here. F and A. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll wait and load up a crap but ton of commercials before I hit the button and take off. If he's going to clown me while we're about to die, I, I'm going to leave. Okay? If it's going to be typical Petros Is that all getting it takes? all upset. Yeah. I've had enough of that. I really appreciate you giving your life for great sports talk, Adam. He says that and you're, you're, you're going down. Just like the band went down with the Titanic. You're going down with the AM570. F and A, Adam. F and A. No, I'd be pushing old ladies out of the way, <laughs> running out of the building. I'd be like George Costanza in that episode of Seinfeld. Yeah. You got to see it, Kevin. Just like the joke from, yeah, I know. I feel like I missed the boat. Is it still on Netflix or did they take it off? It's the Michael Richards thing, right? Not really. I oh. didn't watch before. Well, then my, you have no excuse. Before Michael Richards was a racist or hey, out racist. Out it's not racist. like somebody said something totally racist, inappropriate, the Laugh Factory that was on Seinfeld. Oh, oh, but there was someone. Yeah, major cast Maybe member. it'd be a little different if it was his show. Like if Jerry had said it. He did have like, his own spinoff. It wasn't a spinoff. 
it was basically Michael Richards falling all over the place. Physical comedy. But it wasn't a spinoff. Six he was a episodes. He was a different character? Or he wasn't was it, Kramer. Or was it like Joey? It was like, was like Joey, which was a spinoff of Friends. Now, it was just Michael Richards doing everything that he could do. He was being... Which is being Kramer. Being a, a bootleg Jim Carrey, basically. The guy in Jury Duty? And what other movie was he in? Oh, I'm trying to think. He played a real creep. I didn't... What is Jury Duty? He wasn't Duty? in The Wizard, was he? You're not talking about Injustice for All, are you? <laughs> Jury Duty with... Uh, What's his name from uh, uh, Son-in-Law and uh, Polly Shore? Oh. In the Army Now. <laughs> Encino Man. Yes. Yeah, buddy. What's Polly Shore doing? And man? he played the guy that liked Cheese Whiz in the Goof Troop movie. Oh, the Leaning Tower of Cheesa. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you would remember that park. <laughs> Don't go ahead, On the show today. Cool's Power Line. You know that? <laughs> I don't. Yeah. <laughs> F off. It was it was Tevin Campbell. A hole. Oh, oh, cool. Cool. Yeah. Sorry. No, I think Seth Green was I've, in I've, it. Too. I've only seen the movie a trillion times. Yes, he was uh he was the son, Max. Yeah. That was one that was one of my favorite movies when I was a kid, so I saw it a trillion times. Did he play the son in the TV show though? Also? No, it was a different voice. Totally different. Who was the angry uncle? Um it was the same guy from the TV show. That was the same guy. Just like the same guy from Goofy from the actual Goofy so, TV show was the same one from the movie. The only it was like was, the dad from American Pie was also in the straight-to-video American Pie movies. And there were many of them. That was the best thing he had going on. He didn't really have a lot of leverage. They wanted to attach something from the originals. They felt like, well, this is a good selling point. I was like, is it really? I mean, yeah. you see his face on the front, and is that going to make you want to get it? They I mean, wanted I saw, to pay somebody that was in the originals, but pay them the least amount of money possible yeah, to so, hang around. So you have a little cameo for a couple, two, three scenes. This happened with a movie that I rented when I was in high school. What was it called? Block Party. The Block Party. T-H-A. The Block Party. <laughs> and they had a picture of Debo on the front, a.k.a. Zeus, a.k.a. Tommy Lister, former Cal State LA uh, Golden Eagle, by the way. Uh, and he was in the he was at the very end also of the, in the dark night at the very end of the movie that's right on the train I don't know how he got that role I don't know how Christopher Nolan saw Friday and was like we got to get this guy on well you just put out a casting it's giant big. intimidating angry black dude yeah yeah let's go after this guy this guy seems to fill that role put on this orange jumpsuit the yeah. same one you had in Friday next Friday right. the entire time exactly <laughs> so I mean he understood that he got typecast and he was like hey it's part of the business he said I'll never be out of work wasn't he a wrestler uh yeah his name was Zeus. He wrestled Hulk Hogan a couple of times. Okay, that's what you were saying. That's why I said also, AKA Zeus. That's why I was his wrestling name. My fault. Yeah, and then he, uh, so he was, what was my story with him? Oh, went to the clock party. Yeah, he went to Cal State LA. He spoke to my class. Uh, very intimidating man. Don't do drugs. Yeah, he was, I think I've told this before. I'll find you. He was on a very heavy, like, Jesus tip. He was like, I love God so much. He saved my life. I was like, whoa. You too strong to be doing that, bro. I think he may have put a dent into the chair when he hit it. That's my God, punk! It's like, hey, man. It's like, remember those, uh, it was like American Gladiators for Jesus. Remember those guys? They yeah. Lift, they lifted weights, and it was like, I'm going to lift up this entire Volkswagen with the power of Jesus. They'd rip phone books in half. Right, right. But they couldn't do it at first. But then, like, hold on, let me recite Job 12, chapter 3. <laughs> They do that, and all of a sudden, they just rip it right apart. Like, yeah, man, God is cool. God yeah. will give me muscles. Look at Samson over here. That's right. <laughs> with, all his, with all his hair. Um, amazing. All right. The block party was terrible, by the way. He had a short cameo at the very end, but they put him on the cover. It's kind of like Brian Cranston from Godzilla, like we complain about all the damn time. Which He's in there for five minutes. David Magdaleno said was awesome still. Well, that's, I mean. But he's a liar. It's Magdaleno. Meat Rocket 8. I, just think his, I don't know if that's his screen name. I just think his taste is just a little... 
a little different a little off. than ours. You could say that. Yeah. I don't know what he goes to movies for. Yes. Mostly well, just women. I'm sure. <laughs> kind of movie theaters he'd be going to. Uh, but yeah, this Once is with Paul Rubin. Yeah, this is the FNA podcast. Uh, Monday edition of the show. I mentioned we are on Twitter at KFig1 is where you can find me. Adam is at follow Adam A. We are at FNA show on Instagram and on Twitter, as well as Facebook.com slash FNA show. On the back end of the show here on the FNA podcast on a Monday, we usually do geek news, and today will be no different. Yes, science! And someone got to me with this story last week, because it broke, I think, last Tuesday, and it's relevant to this show. We always talk about the retro video games, Mm -hmm. and this is retro for the mid-90s now. We're getting into the 32-bit era And that means we're going to talk about the Sony PlayStation, which is going to have a PlayStation Classic Mini that's coming out later this year. We'll tell you when. We'll tell you how much. We'll tell you what it comes with, what games have been confirmed that will be on it. And we'll give some recommendations and we'll contribute some of our thoughts of why the we'll, we'll basically throw out some of our favorite games of all time and say they should be on the PlayStation Classic. I'm pretty sure there's going to be some missing. There always are. There, you can only fit, fit everything. There are five that are out now. There are 20 that's going to be on the system total. And I got news for you. There were more than 20 good PlayStation games. And some of the ones they put on there, I don't even know about. I think it's just because they were made by Sony. See, that's what they cop out. It's like, you're taking up space just because you made it. Yeah. Put the actual most popular games that people actually give a damn about. No Nepotism. One, no one cares about your bootleg Asteroid remake <laughs> just because Sony made it. They put one great game on there, though. The one game that is a must, in my opinion. We already know that's going to be on there. We'll tell you what that is later on. Okay, look forward to that for sure. You know why they probably do that, too. It's probably cheaper for rights. I don't oh. know how much rights they have to pay for these things, but it's like, well, we put 19 of our own games out of 22. We only got to pay a couple of people rights. Yeah. That's the only reason Sign why they Sign over do it. their own rights? Yeah. They made them. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that's, that's in Geek News, a video game fact on the PlayStation Classic. First segment of the show, as we do every single Monday during the NFL season, it is our NFL six-pack in first off. Best win, worst lost, moral victory, moral defeat, biggest surprise, and our epic fail of the week. Adam, where do you want to start? I'll go best win here. You win. My best win goes to the Bears because if they're going to make the playoffs, they're going to have to win some ugly games along the way. And this was uglier than a baby made by Clint Howard and Tiny, T.I.'s wife, who Petros once called an unfortunate looking woman. Such an interesting description. (laughs) Yet so apt. <laughs> the milk's gone bad. Was it ever good? Uh, <laughs> but this was a big win for the Bears because it put them into first place in the NFC North with the Vikings and Packers both losing. Normally the cheese heads stand alone, but not right now. And the Bears continue to confirm that they are also winning the Khalil Mack trade. You win. With him recording another sack and a forced fumble for the third straight game. The last player to do that, Kevin? Pop quiz, hot shot. Oh, you're asking me? Uh, Julius Peppers? No, it was also Khalil Mack. No. That is correct. Trick question. <laughs> I set you up there. Yeah, I would go to a Panthers uh, <laughs> uh, trivia. Well, I, don't know. I mean, he was a pretty damn good player. Julius Peppers. And I, was, I was going to say Reggie White, but I'm, saying, I'm pretty sure somebody since then has done it. I'll say he didn't have as high of a peak as I would have thought he would when he came out. Peppers or, or Reggie? Peppers. Oh, okay. 
But he's been way more consistent and has had uh, the longevity in his no. career. That's no. been incredible to me with Julius Peppers. Yeah, been very effective throughout his career. A guy will get you, you know, between nine to thirteen sacks on a yearly basis, but never had the giant twenty-two and a half, yeah. you know, superstar crazy season. And a couple picks, you know. <laughs> yeah, a touchdown catch. I think he I know up, he, he had one called every, back once. Okay, he lined up a receiver a couple of times, and it wasn't offensive pi on him. I think it was holding on the on the line, and oh, he caught it one handed because he had huge mitts, right. has huge mitts. My God! Uh, but yeah, I mentioned Khalil Mack there. I also saw Ice Cube, who's a known Raiders fan, tweet this out yesterday: Football one hundred and one. Lose your best player, expect to be zero and three. Yeah, but anyways, that Bears defense as a whole was very good yesterday and actually made Sam Bradford look cross-eyed. And he may be a little cross with the Cardinals coaching staff right now. Well, how, what? I think Sam Bradford doesn't need any help looking cross-eyed. Yeah. I think he pretty much does that that's, on his own. That's the job. <laughs> uh, Josh Rosen came into the game late and it was kind of baptism by fire, I guess. He did throw a couple nice passes, but then also had a pick, had another Pass that was picked off, but was called back because of holding, or else it would have been a pick six. But the defense was good enough for them to win that game. That's a really tough situation to put a young QB in. It seemed like the cards were trying to chase a uh, fairy tale story there. The chosen one, the Rosen one. I think they were just tired of having a quarterback turn the ball over in four consecutive possessions after they scored two touchdowns in the opening uh, quarter. Yeah, Sam Bradford had been great. <laughs> I think that's a bigger. Were those... Now, you're right. It's like, well, let's put it's the, the last drive of the game. It's, a t- it's the toughest spot you could ever put a rookie in. I probably wouldn't have done it as either, or I probably wouldn't have done it as well as you. The, but the only time I can remember a QB change in a situation like that was with Mike Shanahan doing that to Donovan McNabb when he was a Redskin. Do you remember that he took him out of the game late? saying he didn't know the playbook as well for these situations. I forget who he put in front of him. I remember Donovan getting benched. I didn't remember it being in a close game. Yeah, okay. it was strange. So was this. But I still think Josh Rosen is going to be a good quarterback in this league, and not just because he's got a big nose like me or anything like that. <laughs> I'm just not the biggest fan of, like you mentioned, putting him in, in with that kind of pressure in more ways than one, against that defense, too, knowing that you have to throw the ball to get downfield and get in the field goal range. Yeah. So tell spot to put the guy in. And then behind this offensive line, which lost two starters before the season even started, they've been getting battered left and right. Their receivers aren't really making that many plays for them. This guy's getting teed off to get killed. Now, it might not affect him. It didn't affect Jared Goff. He got some good coaching, and it turned him around. Well, you saw him shrug it off when he walked to the sidelines. Eh, you know, it was a pick, whatever. Okay, yeah, say that now <laughs> before you separate your shoulder again and deal with all the injuries you had to deal with while you were at UCLA. People talk about golf got destroyed his first two years at Cal, kept getting back up. Mm-hmm. Josh Rosen couldn't make it through three full seasons at UCLA because every single season, guy had a different injury. So now you're at the NFL level, the guys are bigger, faster, and stronger, and there's still no protection. You're still going to take hits. I don't know if it's the greatest situation. You got up to a bad start as it is. I don't think Rosen's going to help it at all. I don't know if this is a great situation to throw him in there and say, well, let's just let him have his lumps and his growing pains because he might not recover from it. I think part of it was them trying to chase a narrative to flip the narrative on their season and give the fans something to root for. Even though we're losing, you get to see the maturation of a young quarterback. Could be Steve Wilkes trying to save his job more than anything, too, saying, hey, I'm putting a rookie in here three games in. Give me some time to develop him. Because he could, I think at this point, he's very much in line to be one of those one-and-done coaches right now. It's early. And I want to say, I'm not saying I want anybody to lose their job. I'm not in the business of doing that. But, again, 
a team that I had decent expectations for this year. Did I think they made the playoffs? Not necessarily, but I thought they could be in competition for it, especially with their defense that they had, with the talent they had coming back. I didn't expect them to be this bad. And offensively with Sam Bradford, who we mentioned, normally plays pretty well and is normally pretty efficient. Just off at times this year for whatever mm-hmm. reason. They had to dumb down the offensive playbook from last week to this week. It seemed like they got to a, got off to a good enough start, and then it all went downhill. He's had enough chances, whether it's been injuries or just him not making enough plays. That might have been one, his last chance to be a starting quarterback in this league. He could be a backup, and if somebody gets hurt, he'll be in the game, and maybe he steals a job, or maybe he turns into Ryan Fitzpatrick in how his career mm-hmm. has gone, where he's spoiled his chances way too many times with guys trying to give him the keys to the franchise and him fumbling them away. Right. Right. So to speak. Yeah. Or, or throwing it to the other team. <laughs> yeah. so. uh, Mitch Trubisky, by the way, still looks like a rookie, but that oh. defense is so good right now for the Bears. It doesn't matter. And that's great for them. He can progress slowly and they can still win games. The hope is he progresses because honestly, it looked like he took a step back. Looking at him from opening night, and I didn't see a whole lot of the game yesterday between Chicago and Arizona, but I saw enough where he was missing open guys left and right and throws that he should be able to make in his second year. He wasn't. He's had one good half, and it was opening night that first half. Against Green Bay, right. Or He's still me. shell-shocked since Aaron Rodgers came back on his knee. He seems like it. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. So, again, it's still early in his career. Uh, you mentioned he's really young. I don't think he has the greatest weapons to work with either offensively from a receiver standpoint. So we'll give him time to develop there. But from what I've seen so far – I mean, we might be looking at Rex Grossman 2.0 in terms of a good team that can make a deep run, but literally it all has to fall on the shoulders of the defense. Real deep run. All the way to the Super Bowl. Just I don't see to that give happening. it away because you have Rex Grossman as quarterback. Yeah. Peyton was trying to give you the game. Really was. <laughs> should have been Dominic Rhodes MVP. Rex, he was getting it right back. Damn right. You sh- he should have. People <laughs> would want that. Speaking of narratives, people just want to give Peyton Manning an MVP. Definitely. It's ridiculous. Probably would have got one if they would have beat the Saints. I think he was having a pretty good game up to that point before he threw that pick six to Tracy Porter. Yeah, up and up until that point well, he was. Yeah. <laughs> My best win goes to the Titans beating the Jaguars. Now, this game is for anybody who says there's too much scoring in the NFL, all these offenses, too much, you know, penalties being thrown. Everybody wants too much high scoring. You didn't get that. Anybody that lives in SEC territory or is over the age of sixty loved this game. Nine to six, <laughs> the final score. And yes, there was some good defense. But, man, there was some horrendous offense in this, too. Uh, Marcus Mariota comes off the bench, which is weird because he wasn't healthy enough to start in front of Blaine Gabbard, who we all know was horrible. Uh, but he was good enough to come off the bench to be the backup. He was efficient, but I don't think he was anything special. Actually, he had bigger plays running the ball and keeping drives alive than he did throwing the ball. He passed for 100 yards. Uh, but it's a big win for Tennessee against a Jacksonville team. A lot of people thought we're going to take a bit of a step forward this year and uh, sort of dominate teams like this. Now, people do forget the Titans did make the playoffs last year. That kind of gets forgotten by a lot of people. It does. Um, Didn't they win a playoff game, too? They beat too? the Chiefs. Yeah. They beat the Chiefs in Tennessee, I believe. Which was a sloppy, low-scoring game, if yeah. I remember correctly. It was. I think. It was, yeah, it was like in the 20s. They both scored like in the in the low 20s. So the Titans have, have an excellent defense. We've known that for a while. Uh, they ran the ball pretty damn well against the Jacksonville defense defense that's been pretty stout against the run so that's encouraging for them they ain't going nowhere unless they figure out a way to pass the ball i mean until they figure out that they're the forward pass is something that is legal in today's nfl you know you can do that by the way i don't know if anybody told uh told mike vrabel on that offense they can do that yeah and 
speaking of guys regressing, Marcus Mariota, Big didn't time. he have four touchdowns in his first game sure in did. the first half sure did. as a pro? Maybe it was three in the first half, but he, he had played a huge great game. early on. It was Newton-esque, his uh, first few games of his career. He's uh, since gone the other direction, and teams get tape on you. The scouts figure out what you like to do, what you don't like to do, and he suffered some injuries along the way. Doesn't help. But they should be better than this. And so should Jacksonville's offense, who just came, and I could see it's a letdown game, a trap game. They beat the Patriots. There's a big emotional win the week before. Blake Bortles plays his best game as a quarterback. But the Tennessee Titans aren't that good to mm-hmm. where they should be able to hold them to six points no, in the he, entire game. Yeah, that's a bad look for Jacksonville at home, losing to a division opponent. That's one that can come back and sting you. By the way, the Patriots, and I'll get to them in a little bit, losing to the Detroit Lions. At the very least, it's not a divisional opponent. It's not a conference opponent. You'd much rather lose a game like that. Although it is the first time they're back two games in the AFC East since 2002, the Patriots right now. First time they've had back-to-back double-digit losses since that year, too, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Jacksonville also has had an issue with the Titans going back to 1999 when they were the only team that could beat the Jags. They lost to them three times, twice in the regular season, and then in the AFC Championship game. And then I looked this up. They're one in five in their last Correct. six games Correct. against the Titans. The Titans kind of own them right now. Mm-hmm. So now for a most team of that, that, most of that, the Jacksonville is still trying to come out of the muck of being well trash because up until last season yeah. they, they they were. It's just not like Titans were that great either. So no, they should they should be better than one in five against them. I would expect. So sometimes teams get into your head or they match up well or however you want to slice it. But yeah. if you're the Jaguars, you see yourself as an elite team. <laughs> and you roll the Patriots the week before, you can't have a letdown performance like this against a division opponent. I don't know how they did it, but the Titans have figured out Blake Bortles. (laughs) Yeah, They got his number. Who would have ever guessed? (laughs) What else you got? I'll go worse loss here. You lose. My worst loss goes to, that's classic Whitlock, a.k.a. Warriors Big, also known as Jason McIntyre, one of the hot take opportunists like Skip Bayless. And like him, Jason is also rarely right about anything. You see him often on old takes exposed, and here he was Friday morning on with Colin Cowherd talking about Baker Mayfield and the Browns after they got their first win in two years. My one takeaway from Baker, and he was electric last night. Yeah. Jets had no tape on him. They weren't ready. Did you see after the game, he runs off the field excited. Yeah. Maybe five minutes later, comes out of the locker room to go on the NFL Network set. And he had his phone in his hand. Really? That was the number one oh, thing God. I looked at. I was like, what? When you look at NFL quarterbacks after the game, they don't have their phone. Baker Mayfield's first thought was, man, I, I got that win. I got to get on social media and see what people are saying about me. I'm Maybe telling you, he was texting it was- his mom. Oh, st- come on, Joy. Don't defend him. Let's just do girlfriend. that. He's a social media guy who, like, favorites all the negative stuff you say about him. I'm just did telling you, Did we fact you, check this? Did we find out if he was on social media? Uh, I did Duh. not look because he, I think, blocked me for stuff I said last on year. a phone? That was, like, your first How inclination. He, what, what's, what's he supposed to do? Joy, that's a very Le'Veon Bell mo- move, okay? We know where he send, is Send right a bird? Now. I don't think I would grab my I would shower. I would do interviews. I would probably check my phone. I mean, I don't check my phone here. Like till after the show. He's twenty three years old. He just want, he just got the first Sam Darnold's not NFL checking his career. phone after Sam, that season opener. In Sam Detroit. Darnold took that L he's, last night no, and well, the week before uh, that. The week one, his first win. He hugs his parents. He's talking to Josh McCown. I didn't see a phone in his hand.
Now, Stretch Armstrong couldn't reach further for a take than this guy is. Jason is a Jets fan, but yeah, that's no excuse for this ridiculousness. The number one thing you took away from that game with Baker Mayfield making gorgeous throws was him having his phone, and you're implying he's more interested in the limelight, and he's a social media whore, and that's what's going to be his downfall as a quarterback. You're making these long-reaching conclusions out of a young millennial having his phone, which is pretty typical. Meanwhile, Jason is the attention whore. <laughs> That's why he probably did this to begin with. Talk about projecting projectile vomit with this take. And good on Joy Taylor trying to talk some sense into the discussion, which was being dismissed and was borderline mansplained by Jason there because it wasn't just him, too. It was Colin Cowherd. And he's been a Baker Mayfield hater who's criticized him for not celebrating with his teammates enough. They're lucky that Baker Mayfield is white. If he was black and they tried to pull this, you know it, I know it, They, someone would be saying race card right here. If they he wouldn't be black, able to they, do it. If he was black, they wouldn't do it. Because it's I so unfounded and ridiculous, it right? It really is. But, and you would think nothing other than they must be racist. That's how stupid this is. I was waiting for him to say, oh, Joe Montana didn't do that. Joe Nam- Namath didn't bring his phone out there. Johnny Unitas didn't bring his phone out there. <laughs> Johnny Unitas, his, uh, his uh, tip paper cup. With a string on exactly. it, exactly. You know, <laughs> times change, people change. I I don't even want to give this guy any more airtime. To be honest with you, this was ridiculous when they discussed it last week. I was listening when it happened. It's utterly stupid, and everybody acknowledges that it is. I saw Scott Van Pelt, who I like. I like the SVP version of Sports Center. He pointed out immediately on Twitter. Uh, Andy Dalton had his phone when we interviewed him post game recently. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> I believe, when he won the Super Bowl eight years ago. There's a clip of him with the phone in his hand with the championship belt draped around his shoulder standing next to Dan Patrick. Somebody pointed that out, too. Joe Horn had his phone oh, on the field. That's yeah, a little different. Tom, next call. A flip phone back in the day, too. Bad. That was good. Uh, Jason, my God. And that and that's not an, even that unusual for him, actually. No, it's really He's not. looking for stuff like but that. But, God, that's a reach. That's, I mean, that's even for him, that's a reach. The irony of him saying his first inclination was to go to his phone, your first inclination was to go to this take? Ugh, disgusting. Speaking of disgusting, it's fairly obvious. Um, but the worst loss was the Vikings getting raped by the Bills. I think it's how uh, Hacksaw would uh, would uh, describe it. They got raped by the callers? You got raped by the callers. Oh, yeah, I'm sure the callers raped him on the postgame show, too. <laughs> Call into that show. 27-6 to six yeah. at home. I mean, 17-point underdogs. Biggest upset in 23 seasons that this has happened. Oh, I didn't know that. Biggest wow. upset in 23 years where That's someone has had happen. a spread that large. Favorites of 17 points or more were 145-14 and 14 before this game. And not only did they cover the spread and win the game, it's not like they won by three. They kicked their ass. They spaked them up and down the field. They didn't even make a comeback. Didn't even nowhere close to an attempt. Like even the 49ers, like they got down big. But I mean, if Jimmy G doesn't get hurt right at the end, they were driving in to make it a one score game. Mm -hmm. They were on the door of making it, you know, interesting. In in Arrowhead. I mean, that's something. But I mean, Josh Allen is hurtling guys like he's Flo Joe. Anthony Barr. Running into the end zone. I mean, this is ridiculous. (laughs) I thought the Bills might have been the worst team in a while. And Josh Allen might have been the worst pick in a while. Hey, the Bills didn't have Shady McCoy. Now, I know Minnesota didn't have Dalvin Cook either, but they still have that great defense. And Josh Allen is still able to score three touchdowns against you? Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty bad look. Minnesota only ran the ball six times, which 
I guess happens. You get down by four scores before you could blink. But you never should be in a situation like that to begin with. I know it's the NFL. Talent level is not that far apart. We talk all the time that the majority of the league is somewhere between 6-10 and 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 8-8. It's rare you have outliers who are really terrible and really great. We get that. But there should be a gap here, considering how bad the Bills looked the first couple of weeks of the season. The Vikings, honestly, people thought they upgraded at the quarterback position and that they were a legit Super Bowl contender last year. Mm-hmm. And they were one of the favorites coming into this season. So similar to like the what I used with the Lions and the Patriots earlier, the only solace they have is that it's a non-division, non-conference opponent, so it won't hurt you that much when it comes to playoff time. But it's still a really bad look for a team that has Super Bowl aspirations to lose to a team this badly at home, and to your point, to basically just even give up and not even have a shot, not even feign a comeback at some point. I had this as my epic fail of the week. You're a huge embarrassing failure. Oh, Troy, epic fail. Just because every time people think that they start to have a bead on what's going on in the NFL, they start to, in week three, figure out who the good teams are, who the bad teams are, who are the contenders, who are the pretenders... The NFL does something like this, something you would never expect. Everybody had the Vikings and their survivor pick, and they're screwed for the rest of the year now because of this game. I heard David Vassay was really pissed off on Sunday. <laughs> did he mention that on Dodger Talk? That's how big of a deal it was. Vassay is talking about it on Dodger Talk. Dodger Talk. Vassay was talking about the Vikings blowing this game. They went from putting up 26 points a game, their offense, in the first two weeks to just six against a Bills defense that had given up 78 points combined in the first two weeks. No one could possibly see this coming except one thing. And I'm not saying this is great reasoning for how something like this could happen, but they don't have a great offensive line still, the Vikings. That's one of their biggest weaknesses. And they got dominated in the trenches in this game. That's their Achilles heel. That's something they're going to have to deal with all season long. But yeah, I didn't think they were going to have to deal with it on Sunday. Yeah. And at least offensively, not give up 27 points to, again, a Bills offense that doesn't have its best weapon in LaShawn McCoy out there in the field. Apparently there was a guy, I think from Westgate, I saw this in Vegas. He bet $18,000 on the Vikings to win that game outright. Oh, God. It would have netted him $1,000. The price is wrong, bitch. No word on it whether he's still alive or not. I don't know. I don't know whether he jumped off, of a, jumped off of the top of the MGM. I can't confirm that. Was this a bigger upset or Old Dominion beating Virginia Tech on Saturday. Definitely Old Dominion Virginia Tech. <laughs> now, at the very least, Virginia Tech was on the road. But even still, yeah. even still, that's an ACC team. That and they people, lost by almost two touchdowns, right? Yeah, I mean, they, they got themselves back into it at the end. But, yeah, this is, I mean, the NFL is a totally different beast. What was Vatek, ranked this 13th? Is, yeah, they were between 13 and 17, depending on what ranking you look at. They were a good ACC team that most people thought had a chance to make it to the ACC title game before they get blown out by Clemson. But that's neither here nor there. A good ACC team. That conference as a whole just takes a hit with a loss like that to Old Dominion. Yeah, that's that's much tougher to swallow. Because in college football, there's a talent gap. Mm-hmm. There's a giant talent gap between a major Division One opponent and a team like Old Dominion. Virginia Tech should blow them off the field. That's ridiculous. Yeah, more of an even playing field in the NFL. No doubt. Uh, where do you want to go here, Kevin? I'll go to my moral victory. You win. We always talk about, well, just when you thought you figured out the NFL and it kind of smacks you in the face... A lot of people saw that last night with what happened between the Lions and the Patriots. But I don't. Because <laughs> uh, these are the Patriots. And I seem, it seems like this happens every year. Yeah. 
two, was it two years ago or three years ago? They went on a, on a Monday night or a Thursday night, and they got destroyed by the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. And there people were talking about benching Tom Brady for Jimmy Garoppolo. It was 2014. Three months later, they were winning the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Two, last year, opening night against the Kansas City Chiefs. Got blown out. Oh, yeah. Tyree Kills running all over the place, and this rookie Kareem Hunt's doing his thing. All, all over doing it. Oh, Tom Brady's old. There's dissension in the front office between Belichick and Brady. They hate each other. Fast forward four months. Where are they at? Super Bowl. Yep. Now, I'm not saying they're going to make it back this year, but I am saying this tends to happen. You look last night against the Detroit Lions team. They're, all the Patriots' defense looks slow. The receivers all suck ass. Tom Brady can't move. Everything is terrible. These guys are pronounced dead. Everything is over. They've lost back-to-back games by double digits for the first time in 12 years. I've seen it all before. And I'm still, I'm still not jumping off. No. The Patriots will find a way to end up with 12 wins by the end of the season and find themselves at worst in the divisional playoff round because they always do. And they still have Julian Edelman. Yeah, who's on suspended right Josh now. And Josh Gordon coming. So they have the players. They have the talent in an area where they're deficient at the moment. And those other receivers are going to get better as the season goes along because Bill Belichick and that coaching staff always coaches people up. Bingo. Until their coaches get head coaching jobs. But then they screw and I know it up. Patricia won last night, but we'll see. Josh uh, McDaniels was sick. And oh, yeah. and he beat Belichick in his first year That's with right. the Broncos. They showed a stat last night, I believe, on the telecast, like Tom Brady's like fourteen and two or something against former assistants, offensive or defenses, who got head coaching jobs and left uh, the Patriots. Yeah, so I, I add three, I, add another one. I felt the exact same way. In fact, last night I was so annoyed with people saying that the Patriots could be done. This could be the end of their reign. I posted the YouTube of that 2014 game Good. against the Kansas City Chiefs. I remember uh, who was it? I went, not Artie Lang, Artie Spanier. Artie Spanier, my guy Artie. He pronounced. <laughs> Hot take artist himself. Yes. Love the guy, but God, he said he's... the Patriots were done. I remember after that game against the Kansas City Chiefs, he took great joy in seeing them getting demolished. But it's September. Uh-huh. You guys all have short memories. Don't be prisoners of the moment. It's hard not to. Yeah. Especially when guys like that. The Patriots defense last night looked slow. And congratulations, by the way, to the Lions. You had a 100-yard rusher for the first time in like eight years. I think it was 2013. Whatever. It's too damn long for an NFL team not to have a 100-yard rusher in that long of a 70 time. 70 games? That's ridiculous. That seems impossible. Doesn't it? I don't think, even with the way the league is going, with teams passing and airing the ball out, I don't know if that will ever be broken in yeah. the next 25 years. That's just a horrendous streak. <laughs> And then even Matt Stafford. You go from Barry Sanders to that? <laughs> and uh, the, what's the stat? Uh, I know this is something Rob Parker has brought up a lot in the past, that Stafford never beats anybody. I believe he's now uh, he's won seven out of 55 times he's beaten a quality opponent or an opponent that has a winning record mm. in the regular season, which is fairly significant because it tells you he beats up on a lot of bad teams. But when it comes time to playing quality opponents, yeah. he always finds a way to lose. That's a big enough sample size to I'd say, say something. Yeah, almost 60 games. I'd say so. Uh, my moral victory. You win. Goes to the 49ers, but mostly to Jimmy Garoppolo. Yes, he's out for the season with a torn ACL and the 49ers bridge year to making the playoffs and becoming relevant again is over. But think of how much worse it could be. It could have been his face that was torn. You can replace it's a so knee. funny. I had that in my notes. Too. You can't replace a head, Kevin. This is true. <laughs> I was like Elaine in Seinfeld, worried about the mountain climber boyfriend, Tony, she had, who George had a man crush on, like mine. With Jimmy Garoppolo. So when I heard on the Red Zone channel with our friend Scott Hansen that Jimmy, too pretty Garoppolo, had taken a tumble, 
I immediately screamed at the TV. His face! Did something happen to his face? His beautiful face. Ah! Looking like Vega after you beat him up. But no worries. The well, moneymaker, still preserved. Thank goodness. He'll just never be able to run again. That's not true. <laughs> it just take him a while. They've always said women weaken knees, but female porn stars completely F them. <laughs> Jimmy was simply too good looking for football anyways. He should be wearing some pre-ripped jeans and an Abercrombie and Fitch ad. He should be a fitness model or do whatever Chandler Parsons does now. Cologne advertisements. Who wouldn't want to smell like perfection? Underwear ads, too, I believe. That's where he started. This year, he lost a couple games, but still. (laughs) That could have been the name. Undefeated, the fragrance of Jimmy Garoppolo from Calvin Klein. Anyways, Jimmy will finish the season with five touchdowns to three picks and a QB rating of 90, but that's kind of deceiving because he had a QB rating of 45 in that first game against the Minnesota Vikings, that same defense that Josh Allen tore up. Mm. Uh, (laughs) In other things of note in this game, though, what was the offensive mastermind... Kyle Shanahan doing late in this game. The kids are playing their tail off and the coaches are screwing it up. The 49ers kicked a field goal down 14 with five minutes left, turning a two-score deficit into a two-score deficit. That was a a head-scratcher. Anthony Lynn did the same thing with the Chargers down 15. Guys, uh, it's still a two-score game. Math, please. Can you count, sucker? You know what Anthony Lynn said afterwards? Uh, I just like going with my gut. Great. Awesome. Okay, the exact quote is, I didn't like the odds. A lot of times, I just go with my gut. Um, Never tell me the odds. It's just inconsequential to get three at that point is the issue. I mean, the worst part for San Francisco is they scored a touchdown, and they called what I thought was a questionable pass interference because, honestly, I thought the defensive player was holding the 49er receiver. Agree. And the 49er receiver was not screening off the defender for the touchdown, so I thought that was a pretty atrocious call there. But you have to go for it. You have nothing else. Again, it's a two-score game regardless Are, if you kick the field goal. You Who just cares? playing for the score to look better at the end? Trying to cover what? the spread there, brother? What are you yeah. trying to do there, Kyle? Now, on the other side, Patrick, Damn it, Kyle. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes yes. remains ridiculous. No interceptions yet. He broke the record for most touchdowns through three games. He's got 13. The record for most through four games is 16, also held by Peyton Manning from that 2013 season. Oh, that crazy season. Yeah. In Denver, right? Uh, and nine different Chiefs players have caught touchdowns through three games. The all-time record in a season is 13 different guys catching touchdowns. That was with the 2016 Atlanta Falcons. And Patrick Mahomes is already halfway to Alex Smith's 26 total touchdowns that he threw all of last year. It's insane. insane. He looks unbelievable. That rollout left where he came back right, threw it to the back of the end Amazing. zone. Amazing. Yeah, he he is as as much as we get hyped on these guys when they first come out. You mentioned Cam Newton in his first game through for 400 yards, Mariota, but Patrick Mahomes actually has more tools than maybe I've ever seen in a quarterback outside of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I mean, he got the Favre comparisons coming out of Texas Tech, and rightfully so. He's like, oh, this guy's a gunslinger that takes a lot of chances. I haven't seen it, and the chances he has taken, Tyreek Hill might as well be Brandon Marshall the way he's going up getting jump balls these first couple of weeks of the season. <laughs> I don't know how the guy who's like five foot nine is out jumping triple coverage, but he's, he's done it three times in three weeks already. Guys, the guy might not might be might not be the best human being, but he's a phenomenal football player. Hey, Steve Smith had hops too. Oh, no doubt. Those little compressed guys sometimes have those big old calves. Oh yeah, he had a great uh, a great leaping touchdown catch in a playoff game against the Rams, if that I remember correctly. Calves like you.
<laughs> yes, yes, I do have very, very thick calves. Also huge. You tried to borrow couldn't, one couldn't of my help calves once, didn't you? Well, I wanted a calf transplant. <laughs> I thought maybe I could borrow some since you have so much, and i am got little white chicken legs over here. Your calves have grown. <laughs> Thank you. They have. I've noticed. I was hoping someone would say that finally. I, I, for, I, randomly, I noticed we were at the gym together one day, and I happened to know. I was like, okay, oh, you know, because you really, I mean, with all due respect, you had some really skinny chicken legs for a while there, brother. Now, uh... What about my glutes? I wasn't looking that closely at those. What about my hammies? I'm not more closely at those either. Okay. I just have to be looking down and look towards, and I caught a glimpse of your calves, and I was like, oh, I right, had right, to get some little calves on them there. I right, got you, brother. Do your thing, man. Eyes down here. Move yeah. in with me. I guess, speaking of that, all eyes over Jimmy Garoppolo. That was my morale defeat. See what I did there? Oh, okay. Yeah. I like that. Now, I didn't think the 49ers were going to have that great of a season this year anyway, to be honest with you. I thought... People jumped on the hype train because Jimmy came in and just lit the league on fire at the end of last season. Uh, I thought they'd take maybe a bit of a step back. But having a quarterback with that much talent and ability, you always feel you have a chance. You always have that thrill of excitement that he brings to your team. And I talked about it a little bit earlier. They're on the verge of coming back. And maybe if Jimmy is in there at quarterback instead of C.J. Beathard, he calls a play that they score a touchdown and they make that into a one-possession game towards the end. I wonder how much was that their defense playing much better in the second half and how much was it the Kansas City Chiefs getting a little bit complacent out there? I think probably a little bit of both. You see that normally like a team scores 35 points in the first half. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're on their way to have scoring no. 70. They're it gonna never happens. They're going to take their foot off the gas. It never happens. In college it does, but again, we're talking about the talent disparity. <laughs> Unless it's the Jaguars against Dan Marino <laughs> in his last game where they put up 62 points to just seven. Dan threw five picks. That was how he ended his career. Wanted to rub it in a little it's bit. It's not therefore. about him not winning a Super Bowl. It's, it's about how he ended that it. game. So you're saying I'll never forget so that. So it's a little bit different than John Elway uh, winning two Super Bowls on his way out. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's riding off into the sunset the right way. And he'd have to ride himself since he is a horse. He looks like one. <laughs> True. Hey, truth. Uh, Look but, at those teeth. <laughs> uh, but with and Jimmy getting hurt, I do agree with Justin Houston. It may sound a little insensitive, but... You're a quarterback. You're the cash cow. You can't put yourself in a situation where you could end up getting hurt, especially just step out of bounds, man. Mm. You're that close to the sideline. It's one thing if, if time is ticking and you're running towards the end zone and you are Elway doing a spin move or something. That's a little bit different. I almost think he was indecisive, and that's I what feel did it. Probably. You know? Oh, but you that's are, usually what happens because guys always say, if I don't go 100% all the time, that's usually when I get injured. It seemed like his mind was in a different spot than where his body was moving. And maybe it takes this happening. This is especially a good example for Derek Carr because I know John Gruden, when he came in, tried to encourage him, say, look, I had a guy named Rich Gannon. The guy ran for like 500 yards my first year here. If something ain't open, go. Judge Gannon didn't break his leg and have a bad back either. And I do think a big reason why Derek Carr has not scrambled one time this season is he's afraid of getting hurt again. Yeah. And I do think this could probably be something that changes his entire career. Now, Carson Wentz ran a little bit yesterday, moved a little bit outside of the pocket. But I do think when you suffer a major injury like that, it can get into the psyche of a quarterback, especially one that knows he has the ability to pick you apart in the pocket. Yeah. He can do that. Being able to run is an element to his game that helps. 
but it's not worth getting injured over either. Yeah. And so I, I he think he was trying to be tough and make a right. play, but you have to be smart there. You have to be judicious when you decide to run and when you decide to slide. Yeah. You can't do that. And it's hard for me to be too hard on the guy is trying to make a play. He's trying to make a comeback. Yeah. I understand the competitor in you wants to make a play for your team, but when you're in that situation as a quarterback, you just have to be a little bit smaller, smarter and a live to play another down, man. And it wasn't even the hit. It I know. was the leg plant. It's yes. that non-contact injury that you usually have to worry about. Carson Wentz last year, it was the hit. Correct. He oh, against the Rams. He tried to leap into the end zone yeah. and got hit. Yes, that right. got him. Uh, uh, so okay. that was my morale. Lack of morale in, in San Francisco 49er <laughs> land. I'm sorry, y'all. My moral defeat goes to the Philadelphia Eagles. You lose. Oh, no. Almost lost to a quarterback without a throwing arm. I thought Shaquem Griffin was the only player missing a limb in the NFL, but Andrew Luck doesn't have a throwing shoulder anymore, as evidenced by the fact he couldn't attempt a 55-yard Hail Mary at the end of the game for the Colts. They had to bring in Jacoby Brissett at the end of that game to heave it. Something that people haven't been talking about much. That's pretty telling. Andrew Luck had been accurate, but he wasn't throwing the ball deep. A lot of dinking and dunking. And Andrew Luck was the greatest QB prospect since Peyton Manning. Oh, yeah. And Peyton Manning since John Elway. Those are, those are three of the top prospects of all time. People are talking about the Colts are going to have this unprecedented level of success from like a 20-year period because they went straight from Peyton to Andrew Luck. And now Luck throws the ball about as hard as Tom Cruise throws Goose's dog tags off the aircraft carrier in Top Gun. Doesn't look good. No. <laughs> he looks like Chad Pennington out there oh. after he wrecked his shoulder. It's depressing considering the elite talent yeah. that he was. And you can say he should, shouldn't should have been snowboarding. But uh, I will say that. That wasn't the major injury to the labrum. That was just a shoulder sprain. Didn't help. It didn't help. And he doesn't do it anymore. Maybe oh, he just plays goodness. cool you, borders at home. Yeah, you don't say? You don't say <laughs> you do t- it? 1080 snowboarding. Yeah, 1080 from back in the day. You, say, you don't say you don't do it anymore? He just there? revealed that to our guy oh, Ian yeah. Rappaport oh, yeah. recently. Like too. two weeks ago. Yeah, but the Colts did ruin him. With that offensive line. Oh, yeah, no doubt. And the weapons, the lack of weapons they put around him for so long. And now his ceiling might just be a little better than Alex Smith. And that's not yeah. good enough for a quarterback that yeah. should have been going to multiple Super Bowls and MVPs. And maybe he can still strengthen it after this season. Sure. Maybe he's still not completely 100% or at least to the maximum that he can throw when he gets more strength in that shoulder. And even if you can't throw the ball 70 yards downfield, you don't necessarily need that to be successful. No, I've said over the years... Peyton Manning is one of the great quarterbacks of all time. Peyton Manning did not have a rocket gun that he can throw 80 yards downfield. He was just accurate. He had some zip to it. And it makes no. you wonder whether Andrew lost some zip on his ball, too, because I think that's really important more so than you know air distance between throws. You know, Can you get them mm-hmm. in tight spaces quickly? And Peyton Manning at 40 didn't have Correct. much You're left. Right. You're right. Uh, obviously, but he was smart enough to mm-hmm. get by anyways. I just wanted to see peak prime Andrew Luck, and I don't know if we're ever going to be able yeah. to see that to the degree we would have without right. those injuries. He was on pace. He was, you know, he was Aaron Rodgers. He was a transcendent quarterback that, regardless of what you had around him, he can elevate you and get you at least into the postseason and to win a game or two. You talk about maybe comparing him to Alex Smith now, who's a very good player, but needs a lot of help around him if he's yeah. going to end up being a championship caliber quarterback. He underthrew a guy yesterday. He still completed the pass, but he way underthrew him. Uh, the other reason it's a moral defeat is because the Eagles may have won, but EDP 
is still not happy. Of course he isn't. Here he was on the call at the end of the game. You can hear Chris Myers in the background, our old friend. Mm-hmm. The cuss words start now, kids. Be careful. Nine seconds left. I'm not fucking celebrating. I'm not even fucking... Trust me, the Eagles are known to do stupid fucking shit, so... Dude, if we lose this motherfucking game and Jacoby Brissett is the one throwing the Hail Mary... Game over. Eagles win 20 to 16. You want my uh, you want my fucking post game analysis? You want to know what I think? Fuck Jalen Mills. Cut that fucking bitch. I see his narrative hasn't changed from last week when it comes to Jalen Mills. Yeah. Do you have some pass interference? You know, I didn't I him, didn't maybe? catch much of that of yesterday's game between the Colts and Eagles, so I can't say, but <laughs> I, you know, people always have to point out a guy. There's always a scapegoat on every roster for most fans. Everybody points a finger at some He's he has selected Jalen Mills for whatever reason. EDP also hated Doug Peterson mm-hmm. until he helped them win a Super Bowl. Exactly. He hated on Nick Foles last week, who helped them win the Super Bowl on the Wentz field. goes down. Big dig Nick steps up. Yeah. Big D, Nick Foles, right. stepped up in the biggest moment, and angry, crazy Philly fans still weren't happy with him this season. They're never happy. Yeah. And they get pissed never off. Never I know. What did Tony the Brick used to call them? The dirty, stinking, ugly birds? Because well, they I, tried I, to kill him once? I would expect that from a Giants fan. <laughs> well, yeah, you're probably out there wearing a Strahan jersey or, you know, Parcells, whatever. You know what I mean? So I would expect that, JT. Yeah. What do you expect to be coming to you? They tried to throw him off the side of the 300 section, I think. Well, I didn't hear that story. <laughs> Did they I, literally try to throw him off, or was he was he embellishing? I, I, I don't know. He, he told that story once on the air. I, I think it was real. I think that, that's why the hatred runs so deep for the Philly fans. <laughs> don't give in to hate. For multiple fan bases, by the way. Yeah. So I get it. All right. Now, you mentioned uh, noodle-armed Alex Smith short-arming guys <laughs> yesterday. Still led them to a victory, damn it, against the Green Bay Packers, and that's why it's my biggest surprise. Oh. Surprise, motherfucker. 12 of 20, not the greatest, but had a couple of touchdowns. Pretty good there. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Rodgers just, I mean, he looks like, remember, Matt, maybe you don't, I don't know if you played, but Madden players will break their leg, but they'll still play, and they're like dragging it behind them as they run. <laughs> That's something they put in like in Madden 15 or 14. That's how Aaron Rodgers looked out there yesterday. The guy couldn't move. He lost TJ Lang, his right tackle. Guy is running for his life the best way he possibly can and still played pretty damn good. Didn't throw a pick, uh, 265 yards and two touchdowns. Got sacked four times. He is hurting. Uh, But even with that, what happened to this revamped uh, Green Bay Packer defense? It's like, oh, yeah, we blew out the gambler. You know, your guy from the Panthers formerly. He was like, just dials up all these blitzes and is so hit and miss. Dom and Capers. Mr. Capers. They brought in Mike Pettin, who's like a Rex Ryan guy who will lock guys down. Hell no locking down to nobody. Y'all let geriatric Adrian Peterson run all over you. Uh, to be fair, though. They keep getting horrible calls against them. I'm getting to that. <laughs> I'm getting to that in my epic fail, for sure. Okay. Uh, but just just in general. And by the way, that happened at a point in the game where they were down like 28 to 16 or something. They were still down double digits. Hey, and they, they didn't got Aaron Rodgers. And they didn't give up a score, so the Packers got the ball back from that possession when that play happened. So that didn't really have much of a bearing on the outcome of the game as a whole. I just thought, yeah, there are going to be weeks where your offense struggles. And again, they may have struggled scoring, the, uh, scoring points at times, but they move the ball up and down the field. But defensively, even though it was on the road in inclement weather, you got to do better than that against Alex Smith, who went 12 of 20 with a defense, with it, your defense. At least a 30-year-old running back didn't go for 120 yards on him. 
who said me and said, man, I should have had 160. I left some plays on the field. It's like, well, damn, Adrian. Adrian looks good. He does he? he plays another five years. He does. He We've always known he's the freakiest athlete maybe in the NFL ever, if anybody can do it, and defy the odds when it comes to father time and being a running back. I just feel it's a bit of a disservice to Aaron Rodgers because we've said this over the years. How many times has he played phenomenal and the rest of the team yeah. has let him down? We thought we are going to get a bit of a different type of defense this year. And I don't see the makings of that from what I've seen so far these first three weeks of the season. So that's it's not a big surprise the Redskins beat them because they were at home. But the I, it wasn't even as close as the final score indicated, to be honest with you. Okay. And sticking with the NFC East with the Redskins there. Surprise, motherfucker. I was surprised to see these stats showing just how bad Dak Prescott has been lately. Mm-hmm. Much to the chagrin of Skip Bayless, who maintains he's better than Carson Wentz. <laughs> yeah, who needs this? Uh, in Dak's last 11 games now, going back to the second half of last season, he has a QB rating of 61.1. Not a QBR, a QB rating, where anything like under 90 is pretty mediocre nowadays, and you're replaceable at that point. Uh, a QB rating, and during that time, he's thrown eight touchdowns to just 11 interceptions. And for a bigger picture look at just how bad he's been, in his first 18 games as a pro, Dak Prescott, 4,200 yards, 27 touchdowns, five picks, got sacked 28 times. Threw the ball for yards for completion or yards per attempt, 7.79 yards. His last 18 games now. Recently, just 3,500 yards, 23 touchdowns to 15 interceptions. He's been sacked 42 times, and he's not moving the ball down the field. His yards per attempt are just 5.33, two and a half yards less than they were his first 18 games. That's kind of unbelievable. Yesterday, against Seattle, in Seattle, he was 19 of 34 for just 168 yards. That's unbelievable. Uh, Yards per attempt were under five, and he has thrown for under 200 yards nine times in his last 11 starts. And now for five straight games, he's gone under 200 yards, the longest streak by a Cowboys QB since Quincy Carter in 2003, who somehow got them to the playoffs with Bill Parcells. Well, they had a great defense, and DeMarcus Ware was a beast that year. Um, I, I, I well, credit Barce- Parcells. Of course. Big tuna. Yeah, well, Parcells, you know, Parcells coached up that uh, coached up that defense. The issue that Dallas had, and I saw it coming into this season, is who not named Zeke is going to make a play for them? Now, Witten retires. You can't control that. Dez leaves. You could control that. Now, I know he wasn't ultra productive mm. last season for the amount of money that you were paying him, but at the very least, he was a threat to open things up for guys like Cole Beasley and this rookie out of Colorado State that I like a little bit. But, I mean, they just don't have anybody reliable at the receiver position they can go to, and Dak Prescott is not a transcendent quarterback. Dak Prescott is like Jay Fiedler or something. He's good enough to win if he has enough around him, yeah. but he's not going to carry a team. He's not that talented. He's not good enough to be able to do that. I think after his rookie year, people thought differently. When they got to the playoffs, they lost to the Packers. And I've seen every snap this guy has had his entire career, yeah. and I didn't. He had a lot around him. He I, had a great running game oh, of around course. him. And I think I always said Tony Romo was elevating this offense, too, to a point where he's getting way more out of the guys no that doubt. are out there. Granted, they were better players out there when he was there, but 
This goes back to last season, too, when Tony's, Dak did still have Jason Witten and Des Bryant no on one foot. No doubt. And he was still terrible. Right. I just, yeah. Right. Their quarterback of the future and thinking they got it all together and they're going to be competing for Super Bowls again. Now they're the third or fourth best team in the division? Yeah. The, yeah, they not. are. And playoffs was not in my pipeline. I did not expect them to be a playoff team for that reason. Now, no. losing Travis Frederick at the beginning of the season – who consensus is the best center in the entire league. You can't discount that. You're talking about them having the best offensive line in the league, and one of the most important parts of that line is the middle and your center who snaps the ball and makes all the calls. That's a huge loss. But Zeke ran the ball for like 130 yards yesterday. Now he had some fumbles and stepped out of bounds on a big catch that could have made a difference. And he's, he's owned up to those, uh, to those mistakes. But generally, you, have to, you can't win unless you can make at least some plays through the air. And that's what they did a couple of years ago when he had that, gra- mm-hmm. when he had that great season. They ran the ball so well. They were- Tony Romo, his last healthy season, when DeMarco Murray was there, the hashtag Daz caught it you know, season. Yeah. Were they 14-2 and two or 13-3? and three? They led the league in rushing that year. Tony Romo had one of the best years of his career. We on the show over and over said Tony Romo finally has a, a running game that he can stick to. It's my court. And is having the best season of his career because of it. So having a running game, we obviously know, makes things a lot easier well, for him. And their you. defense got better finally. Oh, no doubt. When Rod Marinelli came over. No doubt. No doubt. And while their defense got better that year in particular, I remember, because they gave up a lot of yards. They were never on the field mm-hmm. because their offense dominated time of possession. They were grinding the living f out of people. I mean, we had I would work games that lasted like two and a half hours because they would just hold. They would drain the clock for an entire quarter. You fast forward to now. Yes, they can run the ball a bit, but they're not as dominant as they were then. Again, yeah. not having Frederick doesn't help that. The and offensive even, line is aged, and even with that, it's not necessarily about because their best Tyron Smith is still relatively young. You know, Leary still their their line is not old. They're just missing a key cog within that. And they have to be able to throw the ball. The problem is people don't respect their passing game enough. Yeah, People aren't respecting it, expect, are respecting it enough, so it doesn't matter. Dak can't push the ball down the field. You have no. to at least attempt some long passes out there to Unless Cole Beasley. somebody is wide open and Cole is not fast enough to burn anybody, that's another part of their issue. Who are they throwing too deep? What, because he's white? No. It has nothing to do with it. I mean, they, they just they don't have a Brian Fenderin was a white guy. He was a deep threat. They just Tim Dwight. They don't have excellent deep threat. <laughs> they just don't have any legitimate guys that can stretch a defense. All yeah. the guys they have on their roster are guys that run little short crossing routes. They can't beat you or aren't even a legitimate threat vertically, and that's their biggest problem in the passing game. They got the opposite of Michael Irvin, the playmaker. Big time. None of them. White guys. They have none. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, Steve Large ain't walking through that door. I just want to make sure that you know that. All My right. epic fail of the week. Or did you have another one? Oh, I'm out. All right. My epic fail. To risk sounding like an old man yelling at the clouds again. Is the officials. Grandpa Simpson? Yeah, with the officials. Get off my lawn. And these rough in the fa- uh, passer calls. You talked about it a second ago when I brought up the Green Bay-Washington game. And, uh, we Clay talked Matthews about it last week. Flagged for the third week in a row. People forget about opening day, which I didn't have as much of an issue with uh, when he uh, knocked down Mitch Trubisky on the last drive of the game. Uh, but these last two, uh, people are taking a lot of issue with, and I understand. Now, Terry McCauley... Uh, who is now the rules analyst, you know, the retired officials. He's with NBC now. Mm-hmm. And uh, he kind of broke down the rule and took it word by word and highlighted a couple of words from the rule last night before the telecast when talking about this. He says the rule says unnecessarily landing on top of a quarterback, which to him and to me 
It didn't look excessive or unnecessary at the time when Clay was making the tackle in either instance. And he also isolated the defensive player must strive to wrap up the passer with his arms without landing on him with his body weight. And the word strive, I think, is big because what was he attempting to do? Now, you can tell when he, when he made the tackle at the very end of it, he actually took his arms off and tried to say, hey, man, I'm trying to be clean. Yes. They still threw the flag on him. Now, Intent should be factored in here. Just like, remember the revision to the lowering helmet rule that happened in the preseason and the Players Association met with the NFL after like week two and says, okay, just throw the word intent. I realize that intent is very hard to prove, but at least it gives you an out. Because the first couple of weeks of the preseason, if a guy hit him with his shoulder and your head accidentally or just incidentally happened to bang against another guy's head, they're throwing flags. And that rule hasn't been an issue at all so far. It makes me wonder... How did this one get covered up so well with the emphasis on protecting quarterbacks even more than usual? I don't know. I don't know. And it's, it's was that other one the smokescreen? So we wouldn't have realized this. Well, we're seeing it now. Um, so my issue is, too, if the flag wasn't thrown, would anybody have complained about it? That's well, the thing. If the flag had not been thrown on Clay Matthews these last two weeks, would anybody have said anything? No, just yeah. fans of the opposing team. But who cares? Even, They're biased. Even then. <laughs> I said the opening night when the Raiders played the Rams and Aaron Donald hit Derek Carr low and got called for a um, call for roughing the passer. I was watching the game at the time. It says, man, that's horse S. And I said that about my quarterback who had a leg injury getting hit. <laughs> yeah, but you're fair. True. Most people aren't. Jonathan Allen is a defensive tackle for the Washington Redskins. After the game, he says, I know that call favored us. But that wasn't passed. That was not. That was not a penalty. Yeah. That should not and should not be a penalty in any way, shape, or form. My thing is asking a player to change his form. The way he tackles someone in the open field, moving full speed, is difficult enough. And I think defensive players have done a solid enough job over the last couple of years with the new helmet rules, with the targeting mm-hmm. rules of doing that. Now you're telling me that I have to tackle a particular player who has the ball in his hands differently than every other person that has the ball in their hands. I think that's asking a little bit too much. They're asking them to defy the laws of gravity yeah. with the way they they want them to tackle and somehow fall off the quarterback or at least have the majority of their body weight off of the quarterback. And It's w- impossible. And when this was brought up, I, I said it, and uh, maybe it was laughed off, but I was like, some defensive player is going to end up getting injured trying to protect himself from getting a penalty or trying to protect the quarterback from getting hurt. And what happened? Miami Dolphins defensive tackle, Torres ACL, William Hayes. Yesterday against the Raiders, he was tackling Derek Carr. He tried not to fall on top of him, twisted while he was making the tackle, got his cleat caught in the, in the turf, mm. Torres ACL, and is out for this season. Protecting Derek Carr, he screwed himself up. Is that what we want? It's kind of like in the NBA where we have, we know superstars get calls. Yeah. We, they get certain calls and all that. We all acknowledge it, but the NBA never says it. This is almost like the NFL telling us, we, va- we know you value the quarterback more than anyone. They're obviously the most important position on the field. They make the most money. Jimmy G's out for the year, and now every national telecast with the 49ers is going to lose ratings. I get that. I understand you want to protect the quarterback. But now you're basically telling the players, I value this guy more than I value you, 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 and you. Yeah. And that's where it becomes a problem for me. I think at some point they're going to have to revise this too just a little bit because it's been 
a little too much in the spotlight. One, because it's the Packers. Two, it's because Clay Matthews is involved. Every single and time they lost with Clay. both those games. Right. The first game they ended up winning, which is why that one was buried a little bit. But that was a bad call, too. It wasn't as egregious right. as these two were, which are just completely nonsensical. But, yeah, I guess according to the rule, it's correct. But sure. the rule is so off it's right flawed. now, everybody knows it, and they can make an amendment to it. Yeah, and I think at some point it has to be. And Troy Vincent and the Players Association, just like they made a stink about the helmet rule and that got changed maybe before the season even ends or maybe before the end of this week, they make a change to that. Because last week, the Packers lost that game directly because of that call. That is a division game that you lost right there. You could have cost this team a playoff berth. They had a pick going the other way. That's what I mean, with under yeah. with under two minutes left. Yeah. That could have cost them their game. It could end up costing them their season. And it's totally ridiculous. I understand protecting quarterbacks and that they're the cash cow, but you can only protect them so much. If we're going to do this, People always say, oh, we might as well be flag football. Well, you might as well just have the quarterbacks have flags on them. Tackle everybody except the quarterback and just put flags on them and do it that way if you're so concerned about them being healthy. I've always said I do expect football to look more and more like the Pro Bowl in the next 25 years, which is not good. No, no one watches the Pro Bowl. Right. <laughs> They're always trying to make tweaks to it to make it more watchable. There was one good thing that happened in a Pro Bowl ever, and it was Sean Taylor on Brian Moore. Blowing Moore, up a punter. Mormon? Yeah, Brian Mormon, yes. Bill, was he with the Bills at the time? I forget who he was. Joseph with. Smith, that was a big hit. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Sean Taylor. Yes, rest in peace. All right, coming up next, that was your NFL six-pack for mm-hmm. the week. We will get to geek news and talk about the PlayStation Classic. This is the FNA Podcast. You don't have any idea what you're stealing from? You and your friends are dead! FNA, Cotton, FNA... Welcome back into the FNA Podcast. Get to us at FNAPodcast.com. You can listen to the show there. You can also click on the Amazon link and then just go about your business. Mm-hmm. Purchase like you normally would. Buy away. Just help support the show a little bit, as does buying shirts at RippedApparel.com, R-I-P-T, Apparel.com. They are the best shirts. I was wearing one recently that had the Transformer Trypticon who was barely in Season 3, but he's really cool, and he looks like a big Godzilla, so they kind of combined it with the old-style art of the Godzilla, which Dave Magdalena would appreciate. I like that. That works. When are they going to put in the Crypticon? Seen him? The Crypticon? Yeah, he's all blue, and he got braids, and he has a blue bandana. Orlando Anderson? The guy that stole Tupac's chain and then got killed mysteriously? Yeah, the old Crypticon. (laughs) His arm just turned into AKs and 145. And then just a 40, actually. He actually just drinks 40 ounces. That's that's his his superpower. He just transforms one of his hands into a 40. Okay. I drank a 40 recently. Actually, I think it was a 36. (laughs) Just MGD. Why? I was to say, you drank a 40 ounce? It was cheap. It was at the gas station. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man, whatever works. Sometimes sometimes the pockets are a little light. Something. But you still want to get a little, uh, you know? You ever play Edward Forty Hands? (laughs) (laughs) You don't need Johnny Depp. That's right. (laughs) All right. uh, It's Monday, and we got geek news for you. Before we get to the PlayStation Classic, let's first look back at how PlayStation had enough success in the first place to earn themselves a classic system. Okay. Did you know 
Sony originally was trying to partner with Nintendo way back in 1988 to release the PlayStation as an add-on to the Super Nintendo called the Super Disc, similar to how the Sega Genesis had the Sega CD. Maybe Nintendo was scared that there would be too many slips of the tongue and it would be very inappropriate for kids talking about it at school. So I was like, I just stay away from the Super Disc and uh, brand it as something else. You ever had a floppy disk? Yes. You ever had a hard disk? All the time. <laughs> now, Nintendo actually ditched them for Philips, a competitor of Sony, surprisingly, at the 1991 Consumer Electronics Show. Philips, the ones who make the razors? Uh, I don't know if it's that Philips. Oh, is it the Philips who I, shaved, who I shaved with this morning? It might be. Okay, all right, good for them. Multifaceted. Good. Go ahead, do your thing. Nintendo wanted more control over the CD side. Philips offered that... But outside of a few games for the Philips CDI, which failed horribly, not much came out of that partnership. Not much. However, Philips had a console? I didn't even know. Yeah, it was ugly. There was a Legend of Zelda game for it, hmm. but nobody played it. Oh. It was bad. It was in the style of kind of Dragon's Lair. Ah, yeah. Where yeah. you're not actually playing much. Right. You're just pushing a button at the right time to get to the next scene. I'm not a fan of that. Yeah. Uh, however, play... Station, with a space in between the two words back then, had already created a few hundred prototypes of the Nintendo or the Super Nintendo PlayStation hybrid that was out there. And you can see it. It's online. It looks like an SNES controller, but it says Sony PlayStation on it. It's got a front loader for the CD and a top loader for the Super Famicom 16-bit cartridges, mm -hmm. which are the Japanese versions, versions of SNES games. It could also play audio CDs and could read CDs with computer and video information. It was basically supposed to be a multi-purpose entertainment unit. So after Nintendo shot them down, Sony, who had already developed a couple games with Sega for the Sega CD, they spoke with Sega about an alliance like Sonic and Knuckles teaming up, mm -hmm. but in what may have been the initial nail in the coffin... For their home console line, Sega rejected Sony. Mountain Mars. Rejected! <laughs> but Sony wasn't going anywhere, mm -hmm. and even got inspiration out of Sega's Virtual Fighter that made them focus in mostly on 3D graphics for PlayStation games. And the reason they beat down the Sega Saturn in sales was because, first... Saturn's games sucked? Well, that came later. Yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah. Saturn felt so threatened... From PlayStation oh, and Sony, scared. they released their system too early with too high of a price and too few of games. And that frustrated the general public. Uh, My cousin did spend a lot of money. I forget what it was, but it was stupid. It was a stupid amount. It may have been like $500 that he paid for his Sega Saturn. Well, Sony was smart enough to make it a much easier system for programmers to develop games for, so more companies wanted to work with them rather than the Sega Saturn, to your point, about better games or worse games with the Saturn. And there was also a mic drop by Sony at the 1995 E3 where they already knew Saturn was starting at the price of $399, I think it was. So Sony had a chance to adjust and announce their lower price point they did it in epic fashion, where they brought up a guy who you thought was going to give some big presentation on the PlayStation and what it was going to be about, and all this president did for Sony was walk up on stage, grab the mic, and say, 299 and then walk off. 
So it was a hundred bucks cheaper. It's a good selling point. <laughs> than the Saturn was, and the rest is history. A company that was known for inventing the Walkman, right, now has the top two selling video game consoles in history, with the PlayStation and PlayStation Two. Mm-hmm. PlayStation Two is actually the tops. PS3 and PS4 are in the top six most sold systems, and they may get there eventually. They're crawl, they're creeping up a little bit higher. I've always been a PlayStation PlayStation guy over Xbox because. I think they have the most perfect controller ever invented. You can remember the shapes much better than you can remember where the A and the B are for some reason. I don't know if that's necessarily true. I think you learn no matter what controller you have. I don't know if the con- I've heard people use that argument before. The Xbox controller because you're no- whack fool. That's what it is. Yeah. The shape. Can't remember the fucking colors. The triangle. Get out of the here. Square, with that. You the square. The X. When was the last time you played a game? The O. Why are you lying, fool? I have a. Let me uh, take your script right now. No, no, no. Give me, give me that. I have the handheld PSP. And it's fully modded for emulators. Oh, yeah, because you're a pirate. That's right. Well, no. Oh, it's yeah. legally done. Yeah, yeah. That's oh, yeah. About. He has all those games on cartridge yeah. in the house, you know, in a storage. I like that. You know. Fool, did you hear about the PS or the PlayStation uh, yeah, it's got, Classic what, 20 coming? 20 games or something like that? 20 games. Five of them have been announced. Here are the details, though. It's 45% smaller. They make all these classics the mini versions of the original. <laughs> Sorry, that just made me think of like a Ron Jeremy infomercial that I run late at night, and he was pimping like a product, and it says, it makes you 35% bigger. Oh, hell yeah. I think I knew what That's that what product was. About. What was that called, fool? I forget what it was called. Extends. Oh, yeah, Extends, yeah, it was yeah. Extend. And he had like a little talk show set up, yeah, and he'd yeah. bring like little porn stars with him, and like he was Jay Leno or something. Eventually, they got Jimmy Johnson, the coach. That's right. To be their sales rep. That's right. <laughs> I know Frank spokesman. Thomas does it now for some other thing called like super male or something like that. That's for testosterone, isn't it? It's not for a male enhancement, yeah, yeah, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For testosterone. Full Same thing, though, isn't it? Nah, t- you- raising T-levels is different than trying to find more butt blood flow to your... I think it's the same thing. No, no. It may be no. code for that. Yeah, it yeah. could be. I mean, Big people, hurt, fool. The whole thing with T-Levels is like, oh, well, you know, you you're, you lose muscle and you feel sluggish yeah. and like all that. After 35, for, it's for all downhill. Maybe that's what they say. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Hey, did you know... Ron Jeremy's a fan of our show, Fool. Hi, this is Ron Jeremy. You're listening to FNA Podcast. Hell yeah, where'd you see him? <laughs> Hi, this is Ron Jeremy. Let's bring him You're in. You're listening about to that. FNA Podcast. I don't think him and Adam talk that much anymore. This was in the bathroom <laughs> at karaoke? Sardo's. Can you hear the echo? Hi, this yeah. is Ron Jeremy. Were you holding it for him while he was talking FNA or something? Podcast. I tried to sneak a peek at the urinal, but... Yeah, he was too quick. <laughs> he can do himself, fool. He wanted me to pay for it. <laughs> he can bend over a lot, you know? He was nice enough can to you do, do that. that? <laughs> he did that for free? Yeah. Or at least that's what you're willing to tell us, that it was for free? He, I bought him a drink. What happened afterwards? But he didn't ask for it, but I bought him one. I went to IHOP afterwards, right? We went to uh, Bob's. Oh, you were there too? No, no Bob's this Big is a Boy. story that I heard, yeah. Bob's uh, Big Boy, yeah. which was near Sardo's, which oh, was yeah, you had him in the mind, huh? a well-known, famous karaoke bar. Yeah, it's gone, though. No man. longer. And he paid for my Bob's Big Boy burger, which what? is not that great. <laughs> trying to reach out. Fully. The fries are pretty good, though. You had a roll for your ass in the future or something. Back to the place. Cool surfer dudes. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have your, your sexy hair gel in your hair that day? Oh, that's a constant. That's a given. Short, sexy that's hair? You can tell. I have it in right now. Me you can't Tim, smell it? Yeah, I can. Me and Tim Gates <laughs> were talking yeah, about can. it. You either get high effort, Adam Austin right now, you know, with his hair done up, or you get the, the hat with, Adam Austin, with the which is like, yeah. yeah. Minimal effort. He knows I don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, early whatever. in the morning. I'm just trying to get through this shit shift. I'm yeah, sleeping through it. Either way. Yeah. Either way. <laughs> but now it's maximum effort. Hell yeah. Fool. Uh, Deadpool. <laughs> All right. The PlayStation Classic is coming out December 3rd. How much is it going to cost? You can pre-order 
from GameStop, Amazon, or Walmart. The price? You guys want to guess? Pop quiz, hot shot. 30 bucks. If it's more than $45, I'm out. Then you're out. Okay. You're out. It's $99. What? My ass. You can buy a flashlight. Two flashlights for that price. I can just get a regular PS1. Now, granted, it doesn't have games on it. But you can buy games for cheaper. Andre wants me to get him a flashlight. No, fool. He... Because I said Nike stock was going to plummet, right? <laughs> Andre 3000 was the hit on this yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. So he wants one now. So I'm, I'm going to have to decide which one I get him. Why are you mad at me? I'm going to get him the Predator one based off your review from That's last disgusting. week. That's disgusting. It's supposed to be like a Predator's yeah, yeah. A female. Pre- How yeah. did you even? Uh, just imagine, fool. I'd rather not. You've seen the men, what the women if, look if like. If it comes, we can kill it. What? Hell yeah. The green? <laughs> Imagine instead of what do you think they shoot instead of green? I really don't want to know. What the hell? I really don't want to know. Anyways, that terrible, there's huh? 20 games coming out for the PlayStation Classic. What games it got? Is Predator one of them? Thrill Five kill? have oh, yeah, been Predator, released. Yeah. There was no Alien versus Predator. Damn it. Actually, there might have been a first person one, I think, because they had it on one. computer. Yeah. But not the arcade one that we all know. No, that, that, that kicks ass, yeah. What is coming is Jumping Flash. What the hell is that? The hell is that crap? I don't know. It has That's bootleg. Apparently, it was innovative. It was the first 3D platformer game before Mario 64 came out where you played as a bunny and jumped around. <laughs> Jump around. Maybe Magdalena could buy that for his daughter. I'm out. She don't like those kinds of games. Okay. Bullshit. Ridge Racer Type 4. Why would you play that game? You can play the new ones like Forza and all these other... Nostalgia, fool. Yeah, that's bullshit. You know people are going to eat this shit up, though. What Red. about Tekken 3? Man, nah. I'm like Tekken. Play Tekken 6 or 7 or whatever. It's not as good. Well, I feel like Tekken 3 is like one of like the classic that kind of blew... Well, that 2 was actually pretty good, too. Yeah, it had, had a bear in there. No. Kuma. Wild Arms. That's like an RPG, isn't it? Yeah. Western In theme. the wild, wild west. Yeah, you know yeah. about it. It don't be Red Dead Redemption, though. But nah, sequel coming out. Yeah, sequel coming out next uh, next month. Mm-hmm. It's going to be big. They're yeah. going to have like an online thing where you can be Are like they? a cowboy. Man, I saw I'm the, about uh, to run my own tavern, get I all, saw the, a trailer. all the up in the house. I saw a trailer for that. It's going to yeah. be on. It looks pretty yeah. sweet. The fifth game, though, that's coming is the most important one. Final Fantasy VII. That's included. So we're good oh, for there. For 99 bucks for the all yes, the I bet all, all the I bet 75 of those 99 is for the rights to have that game in there. You can just download that. Now thing. there's still 15 more games coming. You're right. When what do you out? guys want to see? What were your favorite PlayStation games? Crash Bandicoot? Street Fighter. Crash was okay. Spyro? Or Spyro? I wasn't big in this. I thought it was Spiro. Spiro Adidas? Yeah, then once I oh, met yeah. Spiro Adidas, I was like, well, you named after that dinosaur. I was like, yeah. he was older than the game. Um, I want the Bigfoot game. I didn't know there was one. There isn't one. <laughs> it's open. Still in development. Oh, uh, yeah. Thrill Kill. They can't find the Bigfoot game just like Bigfoot. Well, unknown. Unknown quantity. <laughs> they had their own. Did they have Tomorrow Never Dies? I know GoldenEye was on N64. I think PlayStation had Tomorrow Never Dies. Yeah. But I remember it wasn't bad. It wasn't as good as GoldenEye. Nothing is. But it wasn't that bad. And I enjoyed playing that. And I think that was a PlayStation exclusive, maybe. Resident Evil 2? I like the first one. I like the first one better. With the actual actors? Yeah. Yeah. The first one was the best one. The Master of Unlocking. Remember that? Yeah. Brady Sandwich or what is it? No, Jill Sandwich. Jill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jill. Jill Jill was bad. Who was the other chick? Uh, Claire. Claire Claire, Redfield. Claire and Jill. Yeah, yeah. Mila Djokovic? Oh, yeah. Isn't there like 10 of those movies? later. There was like five of them or something, right? She married that director from Resident Evil. Paul Anderson, I think. Not P.T. Anderson. He did Mortal Kombat, the first one. Okay. Uh, Tenchu. Tenchu? The ninja game? The ninja assassin game. Mm. You probably like that. Yeah, that's good. Good Oriental vibe right there. Uh, More of a... What? That's what I'm talking about. 
I'm more of a yeah. Shinmu guy Easy myself. Bill Shinmu, Parcells. yeah. yeah. Shinmu? <laughs> I don't know if they had a Shinmu on PlayStation, though. I think nah, they may have died Sega. on it. Yeah, yeah. Need for Speed 3. I like Need for Speed. Need for Speed Need 3 for Speed is an all-time racing game. Yeah. The cops. You can run from the cops. Who doesn't love that? out to get you. That's right. Like nobody's business. Well. They were aggressive. It's like art imitating life. So the cops were out to get you. I used to hide on this ridge, and they couldn't get to me. Hmm. But cop cars were just piling up like it was Blues Brothers. Yeah, that would happen on... crazy. um, that would happen on Grand Theft Auto too. If you like cause a bunch of like you know a S storm and you get right to the top of a building like yeah. on a helicopter or something, and they just keep running into each other. Five and just, stars. And they just run the car into the side of the building. They don't bad know what, AI back then. Yeah, they didn't know what else to do. I think that was like GTA two maybe or three. A more realistic, for some people, racing game, Gran Turismo. I always like Need for Speed better than Gran Turismo. That was Turismo. PS2, wasn't it? No, no they had the Gran Turismo on the first one. Were yeah. on PlayStation. They were on the first one. PS1. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I was never it. into GT that much, though. Dino Crisis? I vaguely remember that game. Was that Two Rock or some shit? <laughs> yeah. I felt that like it was, was for a bo- 64. I felt like it was a bootleg Two Rock and well, it wasn't as good. It was in the if, style, it may have been the same company. Did Capcom do a Resident rock? Evil? Because Dino yeah, Crisis yeah, yeah, yeah. is that third person view, just like mm-hmm. Resident Evil. Yeah, it's the same company. Look, look cool to me. Yeah, I'll pass. Hot girl there. I like to see. Girls, now yeah. speaking of that, Tomb Raider. Yeah, Tomb Raider. Got to put Tomb, Tomb Raider. I would imagine Tomb Raider's probably got to be on this thing. Put right? the nude code up in that mug. It was too smart for me with those puzzles, but yeah, it was confusing oh, when yeah. it first came out for me. I was also kind of young when it came out. But uh, <laughs> yeah, like, what the hell is this shit? I hear the second one's the best. They mailed it in with the third Tomb Raider. Uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night. I was never into Castlevania. Side scrolling game. Vampires. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. Yeah, Belmont Vampire. didn't do it for me. Twisted Metal. Of course. Who didn't love Twisted Metal? With the clown guy. You can be the clown driving around, blowing people up. Sweet everybody, Tooth. See, everybody had their own little story. Thumper. Great. He was the black guy. Mm-hmm. He, he was sh- the gangster, he shot right? bass at you. Yeah, he was the gangster. Who That's drove, who Kevin would choose. He drove, oh, I've used him all the time. He drove in a pink Cadillac. Or like a pink Eldorado, I think is what it was. Art imitates life. Yeah. He two. shot bass sound waves at you. I think two was better. About. And the stories around two were a little bit deeper and better than Twisted Metal, the first one. Two's definitely better than one, but I'm taking three because there was four player action. Okay. And I, I didn't play I, three I had that the much. multi-tap. Okay, I didn't play three that Not much. Not a lot of people did. Yeah, it well, was like done by action, a different though, company. Yeah. It was nine eight nine. Stop it. As long as it's untouched, it's good, right? <laughs> the hell. You know? Ain't nothing touch. untouched when you're on the mic. Yeah, you got to. You gotta do <laughs> it. And very, very fast. fast. <laughs> <laughs> Any club. other games for PlayStation that you guys want to see? None immediately come to mind. That were like exclu- PlayStation exclusives. Tony Hawk? Uh, nah. Well, not exclusive. But yeah, but I wasn't really big into Tony Hawk either. Though. It's it kind of weird. I mean, when Nintendo... Guy. Rack up the kick You clips. got their good games because they, they just release shit on their platform. And, but a Sony? It's like you can just go buy an old Sony. An old PlayStation and play that that way, you know. And then they when they really released the PS One, the smaller version of the original PlayStation, I'd imagine you can grab that for cheap. And like a lot yeah. of these games, I can imagine you could probably get for if not the same price, except for you, like Final Fantasy. Yeah, that one's going to be up there for sure. You can buy it on your computer, oh. play that thing for like five. And bucks. the thing is, you I think it was kind of what's well, still going to get a remake, Final Fantasy Seven. I've heard in that. a couple of years. Yeah, yeah, like about 20, that. It's finally going to happen. It's not going to happen for it. A is long a little time. bit like uh, was it? Relapse? What was Drake's album? No, so it's going to be like Detox. Dr. Dre's album. It's going to be like Detox. Where everybody's going to be so anticipating it, and it's going to be so hyped up. And they're changing everything to like a boy band feel, like no, the new they're... Final Fantasy. Like, the black guys, yeah, 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 yeah. 
Instead of I did read Barrett that. being a big old black that dude. That started like with a, Final Fantasy VIII. Yeah, they started they, to make them more realistic than the polygons and the, the old school graphics. And the hunks in Japan, you know, they're like, yeah, you know, like androgynous, like you said. Yeah. I have been with gay. Yeah. They're not like the hunks over here like us. <laughs> yes. Oh, Who's yeah. more manly than the people in this studio That's right what now? I'm talking about. That felt the maximum bad idea. What? What was that? Oh, you need. I need some man meat, fool. You uh, didn't listen. <laughs> man beef? Hell yeah, fool. You didn't listen Delicious to our our, our, our review of the ultimate gay fighter video game that was supposed to oh, come yeah, out a couple yeah. years ago. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. That's yeah, what yeah. that's from. Yeah, yeah. Fool, get it together. Ultimate gay fighter. I remember seeing the videos for that. I was like, what the? I don't know if it was ever actually released. It was a beta Did version. Did it ever come out of the closet? No, of it video didn't. games. No. Ultimate gay fighter. <laughs> they let that by the wayside. <laughs> a little bit. Probably would have been kind of odd to release now. Uh, do we got any gay callers today? I don't know if they're gay, but Maybe we do versatile. have three callers. Versatile? Happy, yeah. whatever. Tops or bottoms? <laughs> what you want? Whatever folks you both. Any transgenders calling in? I, th- I, that much I don't know. I can't confirm. I that saw like on TV all the people flooding in from Venezuela into Colombia. I was like, I wonder how many um, uh, T-girls are in that crowd. A whole bunch of Why them. Why do you wonder? I hear Caitlin's a big <sighs> listener. Caitlyn Jenner? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. She loves the T-no-T no segment we do. <laughs> Where D-Mag holds up a picture from his phone and says, is this a trans or not? And I got you. Yeah. He tries to find hot women. It's like those episodes of Maury back in the day where they'd have people come out and you have to guess whether it was a man or a woman. Yeah. And, and then the, you feel all salty. The hot ones like, are always the men and Exactly. Shit. Always. Tucked in, yeah. tucked in or out. That was before every episode. <laughs> tucked just, in or out. Before, before every episode just turned into whether or not he's the father of the baby or not. And then... Uh, mud wrestling with her best friend and stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jerry would do a lot of that stuff Jerry, back in the day, too. Jerry. What, like Stripes with John Candy? i never seen that. Me either. <laughs> <laughs> 949 I'm sorry. Uh, 949 is the number to give us a call. Let's uh, take a listen. We have, oh, great three, outdoors. Three <laughs> voicemails. Hey, guys. Maybe this will get on today. Maybe it'll be next week. It's Thursday. This is Peter from, uh, I guess, Ireland. Um, so the WNBA being so unpopular is really weird um, now because there are a couple of sports, like combat sports, where women are becoming more popular, like MMA and WWE. And the interesting thing about that is they presented these women as a more serious option. Instead of being less serious, they're now serious. They're very good at what they do, but they already had a captive audience to work with. I don't know how the NBA would be able to market that. It literally be like WNBA players playing at halftime of NBA games. So I don't know what they're going to do. Thanks. What is the Irish WNBA fan? That's Peter, originally from North Dakota, then went to Alaska. Now he's in Ireland. Wow, he went to Alaska? We actually went to a PMS remote together. Really? At Ballast Point. What happened? Best nachos I've ever had in my life. What do you mean what happened? What do you mean best nachos? He drove. Just because he gave them to you? <laughs> what do you mean he gave them to me? Nachos are like a <laughs> unknown quantity. For what's the difference? Well, it depends no. on what you load them up with. Uh, you the put queso on sauce on these things. A lot was of sour different. cream. I never. I, these were premium. These were gourmet nachos. Gourmet nachos. They had these sweet red peppers in them. They had some meat in them. Is that a Ballast Point shirt you're wearing? <laughs> <laughs> I would drive two hours just to go to the Ballast Point really? in Long Beach. Is that good? Oh, I would go back. It ain't two hours to get there, fool. It, yes, it is. Weekdays it is from here in Burbank. Saturday, Anyways. when you leave your, your shift that you don't want to do, head down there. <laughs> or at, before a Clipper game, fool. fool While I, you're doing your notes for the Clipper I'm not spirit, derelict right. in my duties. I'm not leaving early. Clipper spirit, number one. 
Okay. Take that out of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Peter brought something up about the WNBA, which we talked about a couple weeks ago with TK when she came in studio with us. Oh. And I think the difference is between the female fighters, and I love watching some of those fights, but there's just a bigger difference watching NBA and WNBA. For some reason, it's not resonating with fans. Look, man, the skill set is different. The talent is different. I thought Adam brought up a good point during the discussion. If you lower the rim and maybe some of the women can show off their athleticism and dunk, maybe it'd help a little bit. But honestly, even at that point, they're never going to catch up to the NBA. No. It's just the interest is not there. Any more so than if they were, if the LFL were a legitimate league and they weren't wearing lingerie oh, and say, yeah. let's just get some women to tackle each other and play legit in there. football. Are there? Yeah. Laundry Fighting League. Isn't there a... There's a fighting league, too. Laundry. Like MMA. Yeah, yeah. And they fight. Like Foxy Boxing back in the day? Yeah, yeah. But they fight. So it's kind of like, oh, man, don't hurt each other, girl. Come on. Oh, you look too good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought you'd be a referee there by That's now, like Magdalena. When you, when you watch an MMA fight with two girls and you're like, oh, man, don't hit each other. Oh, don't you get nervous? You like Misha Tate, don't you? Oh, I like Misha Tate, the cupcake. I like... Uh, that I was like more of a Gina Carano guy back in Oh, Gina Carano's the best. Remember yes. that movie she did? What was it called? Uh, we're supposed to like them because they're great fighters, uh, okay? Carano's awesome. It's dude. not about the looks. Paige like Van Sant. Like, oh, Paige is the best, dude. Who, who got a boob job. <laughs> oh, yeah. And quote said, I was waiting for my boobs to grow, and it never happened. <laughs> what happened now? Paige, guess just, how many boobs I saw today. I guess just gave God, God a little bit of help. So there you go. Cyborg, you like Cyborg? Uh, define, she's define a great like. fighter. Oh, she's bad, dude. Yeah, well, she's not roiding. Uh, what else do we got? You'd be like, man, go fight that guy. Let me <laughs> hey, T, no T. <laughs> no Kevin, you're way off. My wing did not kill Robin. That was Joker in Death in the Family. Later. Is okay. that the guy from uh, DKP Minus? That, that's Andre. <laughs> I said something about that's Andre. A, I said something about a Batman <laughs> cartoon. <laughs> Andre is dives from White Club. What the? I didn't know that. There was a uh, there was a, a Batman cartoon where uh, Robin died and Joker blew up a warehouse and that's what happened. Andre's coming over to my house on Thursday for the Kavanaugh hearings. We're gonna watch it together. You guys should come. I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, yeah. Oh uh, no, I'm busy on Saturday doing that thing. Oh, Thursday, Thursday. Oh yeah, I'm busy on Thursday too. Yeah. Doing that one. I thing. noticed the cowboy on my broadcast wasn't as urban this weekend. What happened? I mean, it wasn't as urban. Yeah, what does that I mean? heard you weren't there, fool. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes, I had a- what do you mean? You At a prior engagement. Got to urban it up, folks. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, you, the only way you can urban it up is if you put me on the Air Force. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, which I wouldn't be mad at. With that one guy. What's his name? The, the oh, guy that sounds Jerry like Jerry Racco? King of the Hill. The King of oh, the Hill. No, oh, no, my guy, Danny White. Danny yeah, White. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bobber? Yeah, he does. Propane and propane accessories. <laughs> propane accessories. What else we got? You know, I get you guys like to make jokes. But why is it always about me? You have other callers you can get on. Seriously, guys. It's always me. I don't talk shit anymore. I calm that down. And yet every time if TK mentions my freaking name, you guys have a little smirk. Like, seriously, guys, it's enough. I have feelings, too, okay? Thank you. Is it me or did Andre not sound sober in that call? Oh, he's got feelings. Well, right. He's got feelings, too, <laughs> fool. Oh, well, he you, wants to feel hey, feelings. You, you Drake over there? At yeah. least I know who his favorite uh, porn stars are now because he asked for a Madison Ivy uh, fleshlight. Or uh, at least girl? I know who this random guy's favorite porn he ain't stars random are. You know him. You know him. <laughs> was that it's more hate right there? I was like, don't act like you don't know me. You don't hang out. You gonna see Adam? Adam's gonna see bro. Andre in public one day, and, and Andre, hey Adam, Adam's gonna like, oh snap, and just start running. They're gonna hug each other. Fool. Nah, gonna hug Adam's, it out. Adam's gonna try to deny him. It's gonna be like a 
crying all over the place. Security! Right. Adam's going to hold up the radio for him, play some music for him. What was that movie? <sighs> Not Say Sean. Anything. Say anything. Yeah. Say, say anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Doing your rom com. So, what's the latest rom com you've seen? Adam is into rom coms. What is the last one I saw? I saw something. Good I was recommending good stuff to you, and you're like, oh, I saw no. something with Kristen Stewart and some ghosts. And it was like her dead brother, and they were twins. What? I think she got naked in a bathtub or something. Really? Maybe I'm conflating something else. Which I don't one know. What is that? <laughs> he would like Kristen to know. Stewart, is that the one from... If you don't know, I don't know. She's the ghoulish, pale-looking chick from uh, the Twilight, Twilight movies. Yeah, the one with one acting face or whatever. They say, like... Yeah. Resting, resting goth bitch face. Bitch face. Yeah, yeah, like, like don't make excited, happy, and it's all the same It's face. always the same for? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, what the hell? She can't emote. Did you watch it with the volume really low or something, fool? What the hell are you doing watching that movie? Speaking of can't emote, did you... It helps me fall so asleep. Video circulating of Kawhi Leonard at his press conference in Toronto earlier, and it was like, it looks like this dude hadn't laughed in 10 years. I like to have fun. It was very... Uh, the way he laughed was just really awkward. It looked like it was painful. Is he going to come to the Lakers? It looked like he was being held hostage. It's <laughs> just like... By a team he didn't want to go to. Speaking of guys that can't emote, look like a deer in the headlights, but then he always does. So what do you expect? He didn't want to go to Canada. I just hope he's healthy. Yeah. So do they. I want to see him be I'm a top three sure, player. Yeah, I'm sure they do, too. Uh, so we'll see what happens. He has uh, a cool name. Kawhi? Kawhi. That means cute in Japanese. Kawhi. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's an insightful <laughs> thought from, it's an insightful thought from David uh, Magdalena. Yeah, Look at that. Kawhi. He used that very, on girls? Very Kawhi. Japan. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Japan. You use that on the girls you talk to on Twitch? Yeah. If I go to the international stream... <laughs> I'm looking at the Japanese girls. No, mainly uh, Vietnamese girls. There'll be some bad Vietnamese girls on there. Hey, you want to give a porn star recommendation for the week? Since this is a segment we've talked about doing for years but never do. What do you mean? Like someone to go look for right now? Yeah. Oh. There's so many, dude. Come on. There's so There's many. There's so many. I just can't yeah. think of one. Madison Ivy, one of, uh, one of Dre's favorites. She's great. She's all right. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, she's awesome. Does she specialize in something? Uh, they nah, always have nah. like certain like categories that's like, oh yeah, she does BDSM. Oh, Romy Reigns? She do Poison Ivy? I thought Roman Reigns was a was a wrestler. No, nah, no. Nah. No, nah, that's Roman Reigns. So Rome, what did you say? Romy Reign. Romy Reign. Oh, I'm sorry. I couldn't get those two mixed yeah, up. Yeah, Romy Reign. Ro- nah, Is she based too. on Roman Reigns? No, no, no. She's an Italian girl. She's bad, dude. Romy Reign. She wants to do ASMR. I said, hey, come do it up in this studio right here. She's like, where can I find a quiet place in L.A.? I'm like, right here, 3,400. <laughs> Let's go. It's, it's pretty quiet in here, right? Until the fapping starts. Exactly. Oh, jeez. Hey, Sam might know her. Our guy Sam Z. Uh, he might know her. I don't know. Sam, it seemed like he knew like all the older girls or something. It's like, yeah, I ain't hey. seen anything that he brought in that was remote. Well, Carla, attractive. Carla was good. She had a really long tongue. That was kind of crazy. I stand by what I just said. Nah, dude. <laughs> and he brought in uh, this one girl. What was her name? Uh, I don't remember, dude. Daisy. Daisy? Daisy D's. Who the hell is that? <laughs> just making D's stuff nuts? up. <laughs> Daisy D's. It's like somebody from the 60s or something. That sounds Debbie like a good name, does <laughs> Dallas. Oh, oh, Debbie's probably beat now. If he's still nah. alive. That's Stormy Daniels, probably, fool. That's Stormy Daniels. Yeah, well, yeah, because I guess they were pretty young. Yeah, it's probably like, what, 19, 20 back then? Trump knows nah. her, too? Yeah. Probably, fool. Knows them all. My God. president beginning, <laughs> fool. That's why I voted for him. All right. 
It all makes Th- sense. Thank uh, you, yeah. Magdaleno. Uh, at OG Reg, where you can find them. So hit them up on Twitter and yeah, just give me a, a gamer tag. A gamer tag too on like all the consoles, right? Yeah, yeah. Magdaleno has all of them. So uh, not on Instagram. Not the retro store. ones though. He's a no, hater. No, 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 no. Retro. Uh, <laughs> I'm at Kfig One. You got memories. Adam is at Follow Adam A. Member berries. Follow us at FA yeah, Show on berries. Twitter, Instagram yeah, too. I remember. Uh, and also, when is South Park coming? Facebook.com/slash. I know it just kind of pops up. I never know. Yeah. I, I have it set to automatic DVR whenever new episodes come. Oh, out. look at you fancy fool! Uh, Facebook.com/slash FNA Show. That's where you can find What's it. And Kanye, we'll give folks? something away on Thursday. Yeah, we something better away. than twenty bucks. I'm not saying what it's going to be. Okay, but just call into the Talk S hotline, and all those calls are included. Okay. So Peter, you have a chance to win. Andre, good luck. He's in Ireland, fool. You're gonna ship it all the way out there. Yeah, it may have to be PayPal for him. <laughs> PayPal, you're not gonna get cut off like Alex Jones, fool. He can't use PayPal no more. I was trying to send him Stop some money. Stop trying to go nine, six four, degrees of separation nine, with Alex Jones. Four seven eight eleven ninety seven is the number to call us. You bring everything back to Alex Jones somehow. Oh, you I figure did. out how to you, you insert hijack, him into every conversation. Freaking hijack Petros and Matt show two weeks ago with that. <laughs> that was the yeah. best show ever, dude. Was it? It was so good. They you, see, didn't, you, see they, how, you see how many downloads yeah. that hour has? They, hour? Yeah, they didn't even upload it to the podcast, but he went in uh, and I did went, it himself. I, I went back and, and did it, and they had like 20,000 listens. Stop all the downloads. Yeah, dude, you can't stop it. I'm going to submit it to the Marconi. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Watch it win, too. Yeah, it will. All right. Impromptu. And the crazy ass Magdaleno. I'm Kevin. This has been another edition of the FNA podcast. We'll talk to y'all later. You're out.